When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. O'Hara. Hello. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> Hello, Devin. All right, this is Late Night with the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. Uh, Devin, what do you got for us this evening? Money, money, money must be funny in the rich man's world. Money, money, money. Always sunny in the rich man's world. Oh. <laughs> you know that's from. I don't know. It sounds like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't but it's not the way you like really that. do Jack Nicholson. But yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to throw money, money, money. Yeah, I was trying to throw you off the way I said it. <laughs> money, money. <laughs> that is the lyrics from Money, Money, Money by ABBA. Oh, man. You <laughs> <laughs> said it very much not ABBA-y. I'm that, that was, I was trying. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. 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 I could have done the that. The rich man's world. <laughs> that's wrong too. That's that's like Michael Jackson. <laughs> now, okay, so I brought that up. Not the, the quote's fine. It's it's just the song, right? Money's easy yeah, if you yeah. have it and all that stuff. But man, I have mm-hmm. been on an ABBA kick. I think I might have told you the silver camping. <laughs> man, <laughs> I um I I dated this girl once. Her and her sister. Loved ABBA. Oh, like, nice. If, if all you know of ABBA is like Dancing Queen, it's like fine. I, I don't like the song Dancing Queen very much, right? <laughs> but I've got no problem with disco or dance music, right? Right. But, um, but I, I remember them, they were singing a bunch of songs. They must have had like a karaoke thing with ABBA on it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, these are pretty good. Like, I really liked it. Uh-huh. And then I had like a few, and I've had a few ABBA songs on like my playlist for a long time. And then I right. just did like a deep dive because I'm constantly looking for things, fun dance songs yeah. with, to, to play for Maeve, you know? Yeah, because your daughter loves music and loves to dance. Uh, <laughs> that right. girl, so I'm man, always looking so for like fun. fun songs to have in the house going on. <laughs> and man, I'll tell you, there's some great ABBA songs. <laughs> like really well done, well constructed, like really quality songs with like great <laughs> harmonies and great like uh synth stuff and great um 
just really well written songs and like really well right. produced so yeah i don't know i just wanted to talk about ab a little bit <laughs> i think uh i think most like i wouldn't say most but i think a lot of musicians a lot of bands that make it as big as like when they become really popular you know whether you like them or not like mm. i think most of them have quality songs you know you just have to like dig a little bit you know because there's a reason why they've made it to where they have you know it's probably from like you know touring and doing small shows for years and years and get bigger and bigger and bigger you know and then you get like a hit and then you know, like you follow it up and then you have a following and like a band like abba is huge right it's like it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but like, there's a reason why they're huge. It's not Every, just yeah. because they're like, not just because of Dancing Queen, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's it's if you the, dig a little every, bit, yeah. And everyone knows like that's the ABBA like logo with just the letters and like the mm -hmm. two B's like facing each other. Like that's just a image that everyone knows, right? Yeah, yeah. But now I was like, you know, and then I look into them, and it's like you know, you get the two girls and the two guys. And the guys were married to the two girls, and they're like this weird Swedish group that won, um, what's it called? Like Euro something. Euro, uh, Euro, there's this big, it's like the Olympics, but for music. And it's been going right. on since like the 60s or 70s, where every country gets to put in one group and one song. I think it's Eurovision. Okay. And they all compete. So ABBA became popular because they became, like, the first, like, non, like, English, like, band to, like, group to win this thing back in the 70s. Or the right. like, uh, yeah. 70s. With the song yeah. Waterloo, which is super catchy. But, um, yeah, so then, you know, it's just two guys writing, writing like, pop hits for, like, 12 years. And they've got <laughs> a million hits. That's why, like, the movie, like, Mamma Mia came out and was, like, huge. Because you can have all their songs. And they're slightly like uh, musical anyway, you know, like sing along mm, songs. That right. You could, yeah. you could imagine being in like a Broadway play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though Mamma Mia kind of, I didn't like it very much. Like, I think Mama Caitlin Mia. and I tried to watch it once, and it was just like, eh. There was, and also, one of the things I don't like is like, you had them singing along to the songs, but then there was ADR for everything else. So there was no live, like, recording of, of voices. You could tell everything was just recorded later when did mama mia come out not too long ago right uh, i'm looking at like i'm looking at the movie like, poster no, probably like 2008 meryl streep pierce brosnan Colin maybe 2008 Firth, stones Somebody. so that's also something that like propelled yeah. them because that was like one of the biggest things you know everyone knows like right. mama mia yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna that's send funny. you a few like Good, um, good, good ABBA songs. songs. Oh, good. And, and you, you, I'm sure you'll 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 dig it. All right, all right. I, I'm down with that. <laughs> it's fun stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, you've always uh, like had a like an interesting take in music, um, as in like, I don't know, like, I think you hear in music you hear quality in like in all parts of music right mm -hmm. so it's not just like this is the type of music i like and this is the type of music i don't so i'll discount it you know like oh well mm -hmm. i'll listen to this band i'll listen for like good drum beats or like you know a good chorus or a good you know bridge something that's like fun or like a good kick you know like so when you hear that stuff i think you're always like open to that so 
you know, in the past in our life, anytime you're like, oh, this is a really good song, I'll still like, oh, this is a good song, you know, like I would just like would have never listened to that song, you know, like not not because I am like closed minded about music, but just because I'm I'm more narrow minded, I guess, you know, more just like I'll just listen to this stuff and I'll put on whatever and just like listen to it. I I listen to music all the time, but yeah. you know, I have my my playlists are like you know like folk rock and rock and roll and and like blues and reggae and right, you right. know like mm-hmm. i just had these lists mm-hmm. of like pandora and i just listened to it and it's kind of just plays the same thing over and over and over again but you know i have a, a like a huge pandora list of all different types of music and stuff and but uh but yeah no that's one of the things i like there used to be um a i forget what the radio station was here in baltimore but it was like a deep cuts classic rock station so yeah. like you'd get the normal classic rock station and there was like the other one that was like the deep cut station. So it always played right, like the right. stuff you hadn't heard before. And I was like, that's the coolest stuff. That's the stuff I'd always right. wanted to hear. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it, it's it the cool thing. It's not the nice thing about. Well, having this huge backlog of music that was done before we were born pretty much. Um, but, <laughs> and, and also there's no stigma of like liking ABBA or liking something like that because it's so old right back then it was like this like disco versus rock and roll versus like pop like it was like a huge thing now it's like it doesn't matter we're way past any of that like yeah you know disco seems like a um Beethoven symphony compared to like the music now you know so it's like what they thought was maybe simplistic and stupid compared to a classic rock band is now like can be uh, very um, complex and interesting, right? Like a pop song written in the 70s is much more complex and interesting, in my opinion, to something now. It just keeps getting, like, degraded as it goes, you know? More simpler and simpler and simpler. But back then, I think it was a bit more was put into it. Even the pop, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, um it's hard because there's a lot of, there's so much good stuff now and then, and you know, it's, you gotta, I think like, you know, like I was saying, you gotta kind of dig to find it, you know, mm-hmm. if you're willing to dig to find mm-hmm. it. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, there's uh it's funny cause I did not realize as you were saying it, that ABBA was, um, like two guys and two girls that were like together. Um, yeah. but one of my like favorite bands now is Lucius and it's mm. two girls. And I think it started out as like two girls and they're, their husbands like they right. two girls that became friends in college and then their husband they like were dating and then they married and they there was like there four of them and now they have like different band members and stuff so but but they you know they do a a funky mix of like folky stuff and rocky stuff and and disco sounding stuff and yeah just kind of like poppy you know yeah super it's, good. um i will say ahead of time like I only know the ABBA hits, and some of the ones I've heard that weren't the hits are mm-hmm. very like campy. Like very, I feel, feel like when Abby go Abby when ABBA goes <laughs> off the rails a little bit into like right. corniness, it really goes corny. Like, but they're <laughs> they but they also do have like ten to twenty songs that are great. You know my right. opinion. But yeah. so I, I I don't know all the like deep cuts yet, but <laughs> the the big hits most of them I think are awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Abba. <laughs> what was the quote again? It's like money, money. 
Oh, it's one of the songs. Money, 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 ain't it funny? And which I don't actually like that one as much either. <laughs> but I just I thought it'd be funny to like quote Abba in a weird way. <laughs> money, 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 money. It's funny. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we missed last week's podcast because we were uh, we were camping, or at least mm-hmm. I was camping on Thursday night. Um, because we typically record Thursday nights and then put these out on Friday. And uh, we were camping with our family from last Sunday through Friday. Um, and uh, you were there as well through Thursday morning or whatever. But Monday, Monday, Monday to Thursday. Monday to Thursday, yeah. No, it was great. It was a, we had a blast. And uh, it was nice to have a, you know, some time. It was kind of, it was nice, but also kind of strange because Corinne is in camp. So she wasn't there with us. So it was just Nicole yeah. and I in our campsite and we had the kind of like the bachelor pad campsite the party site so yeah. it could be because it was like you and drew were in one site because you guys had the little kids that would want to go to sleep early you know so it could be quiet so we had our site over there and and then our parents had their site with like the old people and then nicole <laughs> and i had like this like empty nester site it was really nice it was just, like calm and quiet throughout the day and like we had our hammock set up right on the water you were you were the the only site that i think got reading done and knitting and stuff (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) like we would be like wrangling kids on ours and i'd look over Uh you guys like sitting there like peacefully calm nicole's knitting you're like reading a book (laughs) the wind's blowing it's like Sons of bitches. <laughs> and we did our time. <laughs> we did our time with the kids. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was it was really, it was it was great, like it always yeah. is. And it, that's a good thing. That's what I kind of told uh, Caitlin, because yeah. she stayed home and worked. Very opposite. A lot, yeah, of, the, right. a lot of the ladies oh, well, we stayed did, home. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> at first I was like, well, I'll go like a day or two. But then I was like, no, I need to do, you need to do like three nights at yeah. least. Yeah, opinion. you gotta you gotta settle into it. You you know? Yeah, yeah, you gotta get settled into the lifestyle of like camping. Yeah. Even though that type that we've done, the car camping, it's not you're not roughing it. We've never roughed it in our right. in our family's camping. Right. Yeah. Um. But you do need to get settled in that, you know, in and out of tents and going down to the to water to the lake and like yeah. eating, you know, getting ice and getting wood and like. Mm-hmm. being around and, and and getting to know kind of people around you and stuff and yeah and, and like have the, you know, like the evenings by the fire and you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. conversations and yeah it's just like kind of settling into the camping lifestyle mm-hmm. um that's one of the things like that i've done um you know i've done a lot of backpacking over the years but never more than like i guess maybe three nights you know so no like long distance backpacking um but but like we've done a lot of car camping, you know, every every summer since we were all little, we went with our parents, and then we still go pretty often most summers. You know, sometimes it'd be like a week. I think a couple times we went two weeks. You know, sometimes it'd be like ten days. So it was always, you know, multiple nights. You get there on the first day, you get everything set up, you know, and then you know, like, and then you know you kind of settle in. You do the beach stuff. You have dinner. You go to bed. You wake up, and then it's like the same thing. You know, like yeah, the and, morning uh, and right. And I'll say there's a thing about a like extended stay, and unlike most vacations, you're not as rushed and pressured to do everything all at once. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what today I'm just gonna chill. Like yeah, you can take kind of a day off from doing things. 
Right. Like, all right, hey, tomorrow we'll all, we'll all go out and do the thing, or we'll go hike here, or we'll do the big thing. But yeah, today I'm going to hang out for, you know, you go into the beach, nah, I'm going to hang here and just read, and or, you know, whatever it is. Right, yeah. And then, I mean, like, I didn't stay there that long to really get into too much of that, but it was some of that, where I was like, oh, no, right. you guys can go. Like, we're going to sit here, like... Yeah. When, when Maeve was napping, that that was actually nice because I I did I got to sit there and like read. Like, yeah, you know, I was right. Like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna exactly. be here anyway, so yeah. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna chill in the in the quiet campsite and, and read for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was like you said. Yeah, once you're once you're at a place on vacation, you're there long enough that you can like settle in, relax a little bit, and you know, mm-hmm. if you're there for more than like two or three days, then you feel like. Yeah, you're not going to miss stuff if you don't do something on one day. You want to just relax, mm-hmm. and it's nice. And Nicole said that at one point. She was like, this is so nice. It's so relaxing. Just like just you and I here in the site. You know, mm-hmm. like, and obviously Corinne's old enough now that it would have been like perfectly fine. She would have been like off on her own. But still, we would have been responsible for her. You know, So I was like, okay, what do you right. want to have for lunch? You know, da, 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 da. And, and like when you're just there with your significant other, like of course – like we've been married for 18 years. So we already have like, we've got that, like you just naturally work together as a team, you know? And so when the Korean's not there, it's like, we just work together as a team for just the two of us. So it's like, do you want me to make you a sandwich? I'll make you a sandwich. Or, you know, like, what do you want? Do you want to go now? I'm going to stay here. Okay. I'm going to go down and take a swim. It was really mm-hmm. nice though. That spot where we were. So we were at, um, uh, Gifford Pinchot state park, which is right in Pennsylvania, uh, near York, Pennsylvania. And, uh, the loop that we were in was like the beach loop. So we were right there, you know, like mm-hmm. not even a hundred yards, like 50 yards from the beach, you know, from like the water. It's like, a, you know, a lake in, uh, in Pennsylvania, but it was really nice to be able to just like, all right, I'm going to go down to the beach and just like take my shirt off and just grab my towel and walk, <laughs> you know, like the 50 yards down right. the water. Not have to do a whole thing. Yeah. Cause that's like, you know, obviously all the different years we've gone to a lot of different campgrounds with, um, you know, our family camping, but, Usually, wherever your campsite is, it's a, you know, five-minute walk or something down to the water at, like, the nearest, you know, like Rocky Gap in Western Maryland. That's, like, you know, we have the nice sites that are kind of near the beach but not really, and you just kind of walk through the woods to the beach, but still it's going to take five minutes or something to walk down. So you want to, like, grab all your stuff and, you know, like, you know. And this is a nice thing, too, about being that close. It was like, well, we didn't really have to set up umbrellas or anything because – you don't have to like stake out your spot and stay there all day. You never stay for a few hours. You like go down, go swimming for whatever, half an hour, 45 minutes and go back to your campsite, you know, <laughs> like as lunch, go back down if you want, swim some more. It's like, and the, yeah, the kids play and put on some sunscreen, but it wasn't like we were hanging out there mm-hmm. long enough. You know, you're not really like sitting just on the beach reading like we would do at other places. So mm-hmm. that was really nice. It was, yeah, uh, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, I was going to say there was a, a ridiculous amount of poison ivy all over the place, though. Yeah, which I didn't get really hit by any. Did you? I, I got one little teeny spot on my arm. Maybe two spots on my arm. One, one, one like, looks like poison ivy, but it never really itched. And then I had, like, one spot that was a little itchy. Um, Nicole got, like, a, I don't know, like a, a sugar snap pea-sized piece on her neck you know i'm trying to think of whatever that size is like her neck pea pod you know like yeah on her neck so she must have touched something and then touched her neck yeah yeah um and apparently kennedy our friend annette's daughter got it all over her face oh 
I know. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so uh, Drew and I were thinking that it was probably her horse. She's got this stuffed horse that our mom actually got her a couple years ago that she loves. Mm. And she, like, runs mm. around with it between her legs like she's riding the horse. She's mm. about six, six or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes everywhere. She, like, sleeps with it. So I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure it must have fallen or something or got, like, somehow got poison ivy. And then she just got it, like, rubbed her face in it. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> I, I didn't really hear the extent. Drew just said that Kennedy got it all over her face. I was like, hey, man. That's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. Like any green space had poison ivy. I was like, whoo, that's the most poison I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we all tried to stay out of it. And the only thing was those like yeah. no CMs or chiggers or whatever they were, the little yeah. red bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they tore all comfort. our legs up. <laughs> Fortunately, like were yours itchy? Like, yeah. Were they? Mine, mine itchy. No, mine like didn't itch at all. Like not, like I had them, you know, all these little red dots, like single spots of mm-hmm. red, like yeah. all over my legs, but yeah. it didn't itch at all. So fortunately, yeah, mine was pretty itchy for a couple of days. Yeah, no, it and, felt, and it, 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 the itchiness was the same of what it would have been with like poison ivy, but uh, without right. the spreading. So at least that's nice. Yeah, no, mine didn't itch. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I don't. Know. Maybe it's maybe it's the same like. The same thing in our skin that makes uh, like mosquito bites not itch, you know. Maybe, that but is, mine so. itched, and I don't. I don't really itch at mosquito yeah, bites. Well, you're weaker than I am, so I see. That's where. I see. Yeah, but the mosquitoes were pretty bad too. I mean, we did have a uh, a spot right on the water, which was awesome. Um, I guess the mosquitoes were really only like bad at night, you know, which is usually when they come out and around dusk or whatever, and yeah. around the fire. But fortunately for us, we're we're very mosquito anti mosquito. Our skin our mosquitoes do not like our skin, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, Nicole just she was my wife. She just like kind of cover up, and fortunately it was like nice enough in the evenings. You know, she would just wear long pants and socks inside her Crocs and long sleeve shirt. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm good. Spray a little bug spray on her neck and <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah, yeah it was, it was a good fun. Time. Yeah, and we had good weather, other than like the one crazy storm that came through on Thursday after you left. Like Thursday right. afternoon, and it, and it, it was wild. It was a little warm, but. Certain yeah. times, but not that bad. And, and um, I got my new my new Milwaukee fan, which was cool, like yeah, a work fan. Rocking, but if you put man. it on low, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> and for three nights and three naps, I had three batteries, and it was perfect. Oh, right on! Like nice. I had two small drill batteries, and then one pretty chunky one. Yeah, and uh, it was just enough for so nice. Now I know those three batteries can cover. Three days. One battery a day. <laughs> yeah, right. With a nap, with like an hour or two nap. Right. And a full, a full night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like, during the naps, that's important, right? Because it's warm oh, yeah. during the day. That tent's hot. Right. But, like, at night, I was fine. I mean, I didn't have a fan, and I was I was good. I was, I was a little yeah. warm. I was just laying on top yeah. of my, basically on top of the, you know, the, the bed with no sheets or nothing, just, like, there in my underwear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in the middle of the night, I would kind of pull the sheet up over me a little bit. You know, like, ah, oh, it feels nice. But, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. fine. Like, it would have been nicer to have a fan, but mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't, like, so ungodly hot that, you know, also, like, staying up late into the night. So it's, like, the cools down and a little bit of breeze. Like, ah, oh, right. nice. Right. But, yeah, we had a wild storm came through. It was, like, about 10 minutes or so, just, like, insane winds like 30 knot winds and like dumping rain <laughs> we had so the way we are our, our family left for 
Yeah, yeah, you were gone. Our family okay. does. Uh, we, you know, what the reason why Debbie or say is like not uh, it, that it's like uh, we are not roughing it. Is that like over the years we have figured out ways to avoid having any like quote unquote hardship during camping. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. air mattresses in the tents, and you know, and and the one thing is that we always we have these twenty by forty foot tarps that we string up above the entire campsite. So like the mm. tents and the and the um picnic table everything is underneath the tarp so you have like if it does rain you just you're under the tarp and it covers your whole site and your tents don't get wet and but nicole and i didn't set ours up because the weather was like pretty good the whole time so we didn't set up the tent we just had the um we had like eight foot by eight foot pop-up you didn't set up the tarp um, canopy yeah we didn't set up the tarp correct so we just had the pop-up canopy which we put over our table which was fine for the whole week except for that 10 minutes <laughs> which is like it really didn't do anything for the table. I mean, I guess, I guess it kept it <laughs> kept it drier than if it was just in the drenching rain. But like the wind was because it was so windy that the rain yeah. was like everything got wet. Um, and my tent, which is a ten foot by ten foot square dome tent, um, like half of it collapsed in <laughs> from the wind. Fortunately, yeah. the fly was staked down, so it didn't like blow away or anything it just like popped in and i like ran out into the rain and grabbed it and like shook it and it popped back open again <laughs> i was like holy crap but yeah, it was wild and drew's the tarp over your guys site was like blown super far down on one side and then like it was because it was so it was catching the wind like a sail so like mm-hmm. the, the side that was close to us was like pushing down and it was like up in the air like all crazy and yeah it was wild <laughs> but uh everyone survived <laughs> made it through the storm but yeah, other than that, it was great weather. You know, like you said, it was a little warm, but that's okay. You know, I would, I'm thinking about it now. I wouldn't mind having a little RV like Mama Dad have. Yeah, get one of those like new fancy ones. <laughs> yeah, like one of the yeah, like a teardrop or something. There's a bunch of yeah. like fun little ones that you know, um, kind of expand out enough to basically just be like an interior. It's like basically like a hard tent, you know. So. And you can stand up in usually the Hubble bathrooms and stuff. Mom's and dad, mom and dad's is pretty small, um, right? Something like something, yeah, something that size. It wouldn't really go any bigger than that. And I'm yeah. you know, my truck wouldn't be able to pull much more than that anyway. Right? Because yeah, and that's what I've been looking. Yeah, for yeah, like pop ups. Yeah, the idea is, you don't. To me, you don't want to go too much bigger than that. Then it just becomes a, a home, like a trailer right. home, like with everything, yeah. like right, some right. of the ones we. We drive by in the RV part of it, right? We're like, you past that one. It's they had like a fifty-five inch television in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, what do so, you? Doing? I mean, I guess if <laughs> maybe if you stay there, kind of like uh, Maker Camp. Maybe maybe you do stay there in the summers or something, right? Or, yeah. or whatever it is. And that's yeah. Fine. If you're like, then you, then you're, you do you want know, a little home away from home, that's right? Fine. If you're road tripping, you know, you're driving across the country mm-hmm. and you have you like, yeah, then it's you have their, you know. But, all your but to have something, uh, to have a little trailer, something like that, that you could just do a weekend or in the winter, you have a little thing that has heat, you know, yeah, yeah. that you can get away. And then all these places that are pretty much empty or and or cheap, mm-hmm. you can still go out and have a nice little like vacation, weekend vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to wherever and, and it'll be wide open and we'll just be out there. Yeah, right. Spend like twenty five bucks a night or something on a site, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Electricity and yeah. Yeah, we've um we went car camping. It was like Nicole and Corinne and I and Charles and Carrie 
um, I don't think they had summer yet, but uh, we went, I think it was like, mm, I can't remember the, the name of the park, but um, we went, it was like in October, like the middle to the end of October, and it was pretty cool. Like, I think it actually kind of snowed a little bit one evening, um, you know, or like, and so we actually had a, we had an electric site and we brought a little space heater. And so we had that just like in the tent. So even that inside of the regular tent made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, cause inside the tent, it like kept all of it in. You like open the fly and go out in the morning. And I was like, Whoa, you know, it was like 20 degrees colder out than it was inside oh, the tent. Yeah. So mean, that yeah, was like you, super nice. You know, you know that just from normal winter camping, where it's just right. your body heat. Yep. Yeah. And the, and you're like getting dressed and stuff and you crack that door and you're like, Whoo. yeah, the breeze comes in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I was I was kind of surprised. Like I was like, oh man, this is actually really nice. You know, it was like it made it it made it easy to camp when it was colder out. You know, like in the fall. Yeah. And you know, we do a lot of backpacking in the fall, so we're used to um, it being cold at the nights. You know, down into like the high thirties or low forties. You know, and then right. you know, during the sixties right, and seventies right, right. during the day, and um, you know, we don't ever have heat in the tents. We just all of us together but it was nice having a little space heater we're like oh this is nice um um, let's say oh maybe we should well let's see next week next week okay next weekend i'm going away to the beach so we can get one more podcast in i was thinking we should do like a camping special Mm -hmm. you know get a net on yeah and and the boys uh that'd be fun yeah wouldn't that be cool yeah. So maybe maybe next week we'll 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 leave a little bit of even though there it wasn't anything crazy necessarily having this trip, but like more just like the yeah the the history of us camping together and yeah just be yeah tell all the camping stories all this yeah silly stuff all in one yeah that'd be fun. Um, Annette was on. Did you tell? Did she say? Were you there when she was talking about her podcast? She was on. Yeah. Well, why don't you want to save that for the? Sure. Yeah, we okay. can do that. That's <laughs> a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> our family friend Annette, she was on a famous podcast. Which one she did was. She, was she on? Yeah. Put your thoughts in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. I wonder if uh, we have to figure day. out. Yeah, we got to figure out the whole. Because I think with, uh, I think we can do like three guests, three additional links from what I do. Um, so it may be like you have to come down here and then we send out. You know, do a remote Drew, Derek, Annette. Yeah, and we'll Let's figure that out next week. Maybe uh, this is riveting uh, podcast material right here. Now we're checking. Planning for next week. <laughs> checking our schedules. Oh, man. Maybe we can do it this Sunday night or something. Okay. Uh, no, can't uh, do that. I won't be back. No? Oh, I'll be back Sunday night, but late Sunday night. Oh, that's right. You guys are doing the um, doing the Gov Cup. Yeah, again. yeah. Who'd you say again? Yeah, every again. year with this. Every year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the Governor's Cup race. It's our our Bay race. So we do seventy two miles from why Annapolis down to St. Mary's College. Why don't you win this one? Huh? That's the, that's the goal. Last the goal year, ever. you guys so close. Second place last year. Second place the year before. If you're not first, you're last. Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was thinking two years ago, um, we got second, and then uh, another boat that's that was that races in our uh, regatta, um, they got third. So two of the top three places were off from North Point Sailing Association. 
It's like, yeah, we're representing. Representing in second and third place. <laughs> but what do you got to do? Yeah, it should be fun. We're excited. It's supposed to be good wind. Like, we're looking at, like, 15 to 20 knots most of the night. So, um, but I think it's going to be mostly from the south, which means it'll be, you know, kind of reaching or, uh, you know, upwind most of the race, which it always is. But uh, it is what it is. So, but now we got a nice, you know, bigger boat than we used to. Then you went on with us. So it's a lot more comfortable. And uh, and now we do um, we do two hour shifts on the helm instead of um, you know we used to, it used to be like three or four depending on who was sailing back in the day it was like just Uncle Jack who would helm all night long you know but now it's now I helm and Charles and Drew you know between the, the four of us Jack me Charles and Drew we just take two hour shifts so yeah. it makes it easy you know because just like focusing racing you know driving the boat for that long it just you know that amount of focus is exhausting so so we'll we'll take turns which is nice you know we used to do three hour shifts when it was just charles jack and i um helming but now drew's helming as well so put him on for a little bit and uh two weeks ago after our race we were coming back across the channel because we were racing with our our neighboring um sailing association across the channel that goes into the inner harbor in baltimore and uh, so we were coming back across a little bit, you know, traveling a little bit further distance than we normally do. And uh, Corinne was driving the boat. So she was the helming the boat on the way back oh, from nice. sailing. Yeah. So um, we're trying to get her more experience on the helm, actually, like driving. Uh, because this year, like, there's a race that we do each year with North Point Sailing Association, which is called uh, Women at the Helm. So it's like a breast cancer fundraising race that we do and each boat has to have a woman driver so like woman Mm. driving you know driving the boat and so our person who normally drives with us told me this year that she couldn't do it with us so they're like all right corinne you gotta start practicing up because she's gonna (laughs) have to be our helmsman our helmswoman (laughs) so it's cool yeah and she's all about it like she's She's like not nervous at all. And like, hey, you want to drive? She's like, sure, yeah. She'll jump on and takes good direction. And, you know, and I just kind of, ch- you know, we're telling her what to do and giving her different pointers and stuff. And she'll, she'll get used to it. But yeah, she was, she was all about it. It was fun. It was cool to see her there doing that. Something nice. that, like, you know, that I love so much that I've done forever since I was only a few years older than she is now. And, uh, you know, right. see her like, enjoying it and wanting to come out each week and you know it's like half of it or well maybe half i would say like half is about the sailing and half is about the camaraderie of the sailing team you know it's about just hanging out with the guys and you know drinking beers and hanging out and cracking jokes and laughing and sailing and racing and all that together yeah she's drinking all night long gets trashed (laughs) (laughs) 13 she's like what what do you start drinking when you're 14 15 14 (laughs) oh it's nuts no. <laughs> no. I don't think it's up to you. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully I can, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you know, as a as a parent looking back at the thing. I mean, I didn't really start drinking until I was probably 18 or something, you know, in college. <laughs> but but like I don't know. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you just No, like, yeah. There's nothing you can do. Is. Like, I think we had good parents who led a good example of like, you know, how to be responsible and how to like, don't not take unnecessary risks and, you know, 
be respectful and yeah, Corinne has that I, same thing, you know. Yeah, so. no, true, true. But I think she'll be more curious about it, seeing how most of us drink around them more than right. people drink around us. Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah. Because mom and yeah. dad really, really never drank in front of us, barely at all. Right. Yeah. And well, then, that's just because they just weren't drinkers, you know. Right, so right. That's like we go to parties so, and there was there was alcohol and stuff around like we, all the time. And that's know, what so. I'm saying. But we are like her uncles and her mom and dad, right? And, yeah, and her grandparents and like they're all. So I feel like if she gets the offer, she's going to take it. But yeah, and I just like you know we try to be like honest with her about it, and you know, and like I've let her try different stuff before just to try it to see what it tastes like, you know, because like I'd rather her. You know, I'd rather it not be a big deal. You know, that way when she like when she gets offered a drink, like if she's not like interested in drinking, she won't. And if she is, she will. You know, not because like it's something that she was never allowed to do. You know, more just gave me a little bit. I want the whole thing, (laughs) right? But you know, it's like it was never like it's not something that she's rebelling against. You know, where she's going to go out of hand. You know, like it's like yeah, okay, if you want to drink, you know, if like you're at a thing and people are drinking, like maybe you do it because you want to do it but not because you're like trying to prove a point or something you know what i mean like i just hope that she has yeah. like a responsible mind about drinking rather than a than a like a want to buck the system and you know no, do what no. i was never allowed to do so i'm gonna go crazy you know so yeah i think that's more of it you just teach them the right a right type of responsibility you know and like yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah, no, yeah you do what you can do yeah but and she's gonna have some good uh, friends pressuring her I, I, had, I had a couple of friends after school. This was might have been in high school or middle school. I think it was high school, like ninth grade, went over after right. school, you know, and they're like taking shots of stuff. I don't know if I had ever, well, I had taken shots, but at least to me, that was foreign. Like um, the middle, like after school, like three o'clock. Right. Yeah. That felt slightly wrong. You know, right. yeah, right. So at least exactly. I had that. I had that. Like, so you give, you just give them enough of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We probably shouldn't be. I gotta go home. Like after this, like, right? Exactly. Doing, yeah, doing shots of stuff with you guys. Yeah, you're like that's not the right time. You know, like, right? Like I'll still hang out. Like just hang out and maybe, yeah, maybe I had one or like, but they were like getting drunk and I was like, ah, I'm, I'm good for now. You know, just, yeah, like, right. <laughs> like. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> like I know, like, awesome. maybe later, you know, if I'm, if I'm spending the night somewhere, yeah, out, right. Like that, that'll yeah. be cool, but yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. It just seems a little bit irresponsible in this moment. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I still got to go home and like have dinner with my family. And yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so um nicole was actually talking about possibly coming back coming down and sailing back with us um on sunday so yeah so the races starts friday friday afternoon and we race all night friday night into saturday morning and then we stay saturday day have food and there's a big party and then we wake up early sunday morning and sail back so we'll be back sunday night um and then yeah so that being said we can't we won't be able to record Sunday night because Drew and I will be on our way back from the Governor's Cup.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But we can we can figure something out, you know, if it's uh I have month. two weeks before uh before I gotta go back to work. Ugh. Well, two three weekends. So this weekend, next weekend, the following weekend, and then back to the real world. Back to work. Yeah. It's a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> actually we're going camping another one more time up in uh, Pennsylvania at Ohio Pile, I think it is. And that's uh in a couple weekends. We'll be there with uh, Nicole and our parents and her parents are going to come down from Vermont and Kate and Sean will be there and the Greens will be there with their kids and it'll be like a whole a combined Corinne, Nicole, Emery birthday party weekend. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Corinne will be 14 in September. Nicole's turning 40 in August, August 18th. I know, right? And then uh, Emery will be seven. I think he's like a couple of days after Nicole. So, mm. yeah, so that'll be fun. And then, but originally, like the plan was to go, like to do a weekend trip. But then um, a few people were like, oh, we can stay a little bit longer. So I think now the plan is to stay through like the Wednesday of that week. But then I didn't realize at the time that we were planning all this that. I had to be back to work that week, so <laughs> so I get to go for the weekend, and then I have to come back on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> and then I got to go to work on Monday. So such is life. So it okay. goes, and so it mm. goes. Yeah, and so we were actually like we had um, mom and dad's pop up. So our parents had a pop up camper that they had before they got their current camper, which is like a small pull behind, you know, all in one thing. And uh, so we had theirs. They, my dad was just going to get rid of it. And Nicole was like, yeah, just have them give it to us. We'll, you know, we'll use it probably. Like, we mm-hmm. like it. And it had, like, another year on the tags or whatever. So the registration. So we're like, well, I'll just hang on to it. So um, in February, we got it signed over into our name. And we got new tag or new, like, uh, the title and the stickers and stuff for it. And uh, and then we went, we opened it up a month ago and it was all like mouse eating <laughs> holes all over everything way more than before and mouse pee all over everything poo everywhere you should have opened it before you did the yeah we should have but all the, <laughs> you would think if it's all stuff. closed and sealed up it'd be fine but they're not sealed yeah, up that mice-y's. well yeah right and but, it was just uh, out in the yard for yeah. two years just yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, so we've been looking. We've been looking to possibly buy another one. Um, there was one for like eight hundred bucks on uh, Craigslist over in West Virginia, mm-hmm. and the guy said it was in really good condition. But it's just the uh, the crank handle to lift it up was uh, was broken or something, or the mechanism was broken. So he said he looked into it. And it was like a sixty five dollar part for it. So 
we looked, right. we thought about it, but um, it's too quick a turnaround. We were looking to try to hopefully get it for that camping trip, but too quick a turnaround. So we'll, we'll wait for next season. You hear that? RV sites and sponsors. If you want to sponsor the Art of Craftsmanship, <laughs> we would like to. We will. We will do a whole video. We'll do a whole camping series. Yeah, they could send us two different ones, and we On could do a, like a versus. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or we could share one and just time share it out. Okay. Yeah. Back uh-huh. and forth. Hey, do I'm that. Taking, I'm taking it this week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, start reaching out. That's reach what you said out. recently. You want something, let's reach out to companies and reach get it. out. No one wants to give us anything. No, no one wants to pay us for sponsors, but they might give us something. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of stuff that we got, we're we're currently working on the laser pecker uh, video, which has been going really well. That thing is really cool. I did spend a decent amount of time, not today, but yesterday, down in the shop, playing with it, getting some footage. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the the there's only one mini uh, flash drive or mini card um, in that GoPro kit, so you must have the other one. Um, it had like 18 minutes of footage on it, and I was like, crap. So I got oh. I got a bunch of footage, but then I was like, oh, well, I can just go back and delete some of the stuff on it. Yeah, I was like, I don't have yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, everything else is fine. So, but yeah, I got some footage of that. I did. Uh, I I etched some leather. And I etched leather, which was cool. Nice. Um, I tried to etch the wooden ruler that came with it, and uh-huh. absolutely nothing happened. Huh. <laughs> like nothing. Like you not even the slightest. You set it on wood. I said no. It, there is no wood setting because it's a fiber oh. laser. Oh well. Then and then I was like, notes. yeah. I was reading the uh, perco- the like things inside, and it was like, this is it's impossible to etch. You know, engrave on wood or bamboo. I was like, that's, and I read that after I did it. I like, I even tried it on like the highest setting. It was like a hundred percent depth, a hundred percent power. I was like, you know, like a, like whatever, like one pass, two passes, nothing, zero, absolutely nothing happened to the wood. <laughs> Everything in the house dimmed. And the wood just chilling like, like nothing. I did. Um, I etched a AOC 2023 logo on um one of the half hatchet modified modded half hatchets that i have sitting on my desk and did like a pretty nice you know a, a deep enough etch that i can feel it you know oh, like nice. on that so that was really cool yeah. and then i um i did an etch on a piece of mild steel and i did like uh that where we did like the i did a hundred percent um a hundred percent power ten percent depth one pass and then i did a hundred percent hundred percent power 20% depth, one pass, you know, and I did it all the way down. So one, like 10, 20, 30, 40, all, all through a hundred. Yeah. Um, and they definitely etched differently, but then I went back over it with like a scotch bright and it basically like rubbed everything off on the mild steel. So I don't know. And then I was mm. playing with it on like the broken blade for the, um, for the, uh, the, uh, sheep shear knives and I couldn't get it to etch very well on that. So, Hmm. I don't know how to play around with it, but then I did. I did like a little knife that I've made a while back. And I etched um, the AOC logo on that, and that one worked fine. So that was like, you know, but it was also cleaner steel than the sheep shear knives. You know, they have patina and stuff on them. So, so we'll see. I'll play with it again tomorrow for a bit and get some more, um, get some more footage with the GoPro, and then we'll, we can do a finishing thing on the video, and we'll try to etch some knives. See how it cool. goes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty cool, man. I, it's fun. It's so easy. Like they have this 
app that comes with laser pecker and it's just like if you're doing just like kind of crafty stuff there's like a huge library of um of like clip art to choose from and and you can type directly into you just add some text and some date and whatever and you just hit go yeah. and it's super easy to focus the laser and everything it's it's a really nice like like very user-friendly machine so i'm really excited you know, to, to that have it, was use it that was actually part of why I, I picked the money quote now that you bring it up because mm. <laughs> we were joking about how easy it was Mm-hmm. And then you told me it was fifteen hundred dollars, and I was like, "Well, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. It's real easy to do it." Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, money, money, money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't it funny? It makes it nice and easy, and it but it costs a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Why would I etch anything with like a electro etcher <laughs> after this? <laughs> it doesn't make any just sense." Spend, yeah. When you could spend fifteen hundred dollars instead of the three hundred dollar laser, like electro etcher, mm-hmm. <laughs> personalizer plus. Yeah. So yeah, try to get that on on. Uh, I guess that other. You said it. It just rubbed off. It, yeah. So it, I took um a Scotch Bright, like an old piece of a Scotch Bright yeah. belt, yeah. and rubbed it, and and without a ton of effort, mm. it came off. And what you know? What was it set at? I did a bunch of different ones. They all like, rubbed off. Yeah, pretty much. So I'll have to like I'll, I'll play with it some more tomorrow. Um, I'll play with it some with some different steel and stuff and see what it also does. Maybe a different sharpness, maybe 4K or 2K or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I did some 1K and then I did some 2K. I didn't I didn't do any 4K, um, and I can't remember what I did on the axe head. But the axe head etched great. But but I did a really like, um, I think I did like 50% depth, 100% power, and like five passes. Yeah. Um, and it took oh. about 22 minutes. But oh, yeah. it's like, but it's like nice and deep, you know, like that's definitely like etched down in, you know, maybe like a, I don't even know what that is. Like a couple yeah. hundred thou or something, you know, like, like a couple pieces of, of like paper, you know, like it's deep enough where you can feel it. Like it's definitely right. etched down in. It's not just surface etched, but, uh, or engraved or whatever. But yeah, I think that's what you're going to need to do a lot. Yeah. Like a half an hour on each. Yeah, and I think, you know, there are obviously, like, it took 22 minutes or something like that to do, it was like a big logo, it was like a, an inch tall and, you know, two inches or something wide, plus the, I did the, the year 2023 right below it, and uh, that big, that big thing, you know, it was like a two by two square with like stuff inside etched that took 22 minutes and it etched deep. So the little logo, like on the knives, it's only like a... Um, like five eighths of an inch wide and like a quarter inch tall, yeah, you know, so, so it's like, little. It so like, even yeah, like five it might take or something. exactly right. Yeah. So it might, you know, etch it really deep. I might have to do it a little bit longer, but, or I might have to do it like on a different area that has less patina or something on it, you know, more mm-hmm. like clean steel. I'm not sure. So, yeah, but that's, int- yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was a little, I was a little frustrated because <laughs> I was like, "Why isn't it working?" I'd like do it one, do do like power that I think would work, and then I go to Scotch Bright, like just to test, test, test it, and like just kind of basically all rubs away. Like it was like yeah. kind of etching the surface, but not, you know, maybe it was like maybe it's just like etching into the patina and not into the steel. And so as I like clean it, it's just kind of like, or it's like away. burning something on it. You know? it's yeah, like, like it's it's like it's like it's, a... like, it's, like, it's there. But it's like I was basically 
almost able to make it like invisible, you know, unless you're really looking in like a certain light, you can tell that it's still actually etched into the steel a little bit, but so I'll play around with it, but it's cool. I mean, like I, I, I like that it's super easy. I, I think that has the potential to actually work really well. I think it's more just like a, you have to play with the settings and you have to try different things. And like, it's not going to be just a, like perfect every time, which I think actually makes for a better review video. You know, like these are the things that I did. These are a little frustrated. This is like what happened, you know, like, and like, these are things you might have to try. Um, yeah. Cause I was, I tried to look it up, you know, like look up different things and, you know, like, what types of, you know, I try to look up like what are all the things you can etch with a laser pecker three and every website, every, every review was just like, just spit back at me the information that I got from yeah. the laser pecker website. It's like, these are the things that it's for. Like, yeah, that's not what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know it what it will etch, you know, like everything. Like I want to know that it won't etch wood like before I do that. Cause <laughs> right. it will not etch wood <laughs> like as far as I could tell, unless there's some like coating on that ruler, which they're, I'm sure there probably is some type of like thin varnish or something, but so I'll play with it for some other stuff. But it did etch like just regular leather really well, which it said it would, it said it would etch like um, painted leather, varnished leather or something, you know, like makes sense or faux leather too, but it's regular leather. It looked great. So sweet. Lots of potential in, uh, you know, crafty stuff. I'm really excited to try different stuff. You need to, you know, like, Maybe that one axe you already etched something on. You have like an etch, a laser test axe and a laser test right. knife, and you'll right. just have little things all over it. It'll be kind of interesting. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'll have a bunch of different logos all over it, like a weird tattooed up person. Like, right. You know? Well, it's like the blade that we were testing on when we were shooting together. You know, yeah, it was like a broken of, blade. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool that. to have an actual like. A finished knife. knife. Yeah, and, right. With and, a like, and an axe there, you know, that you, you know, one of the heads that you might not, one of the $2 heads you got. Yeah, right. And just like, I'm going to etch a bunch of stuff on this. Yeah. <laughs> just have it all. Well, the thing is like, you know, like once I figure out how to etch on that material, then that's like it. The thing is like understanding how it etches on different materials, you know? And so I think that's kind of a, just a trial and error. You know, or different, like, like you know, the difference between mild steel that has some, um, like, I forget what it's called. It's basically, like, when you get steel, it has a layer of oxidization on the outside that you usually have to grind off before you do stuff with it. But, like, mild mm-hmm. steel has that, and so I had a chunk of mild steel, and it didn't etch very well into that. But maybe that was because there was, like, a layer of mill scale. That's what it's called. A layer of mill scale on the outside. So maybe I have to grind that off first. And then, like, I was doing that. And then I did, like, a you know, a, a piece of high carbon steel, which seemed like it etched fine. Like, it wasn't super deep, but I wasn't able to, like, scratch it off. Um, and then I etched right. the leather. And obviously the leather is not, like, scratching off. That's actually, like, burning into it because I could smell it, which was delightful. <laughs> um, and then it didn't do anything to the wood. And then to, like, the broken sheep shear knife, which has, like, a, you know, 100 years of patina on it. Um, it, it like didn't do very well. So that's the thing. It's more of kind of like, if you're going to do an etching on something now, I would say probably like 75% of the time or more, I'm going to be using it for etching finished blades and axes, you know? So they're like high carbon steel or maybe, maybe though you're doing a lot more cheap shear knives. 
Well, yeah, but those are high carbon steel. Okay, but, yeah, but are, yes, that's what I'm saying. But they, they will yeah, have right. they will have petite patina. patina, right? But but yeah, exactly. But right, so maybe I will be doing it on a bunch of that. But I would think you know, like that's really like I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it how it goes. Yeah, I but. think I think it'll be fine. It's just slower, more deliberate, more passes. More, yeah, I mean, you know, it just it, takes time. It's yeah, it has the power steel. to do it. It just has to. I just have to it's gotta, figure it's out. It's got to, you know blast through steel it's not yeah not easy right yeah, it's crazy i know i mean it's like it's surprising how well it works though <laughs> it's really cool you know it's like man this is awesome it's like opened up a world of thoughts and um mm. like jeremy from simple little life he's got a x tool laser which he's doing some you know metal etching and stuff as as well with and he's like it's crazy his whole life you know he's like he always feels like he could he's like a, a maker you know like pretty much make anything you like if you have something you need to make i can make it if it's metal if it's wood whatever it is like i can weld i can cut i can glue i can do all of it you know like i can fabricate i can machine mm-hmm. but that's all like that's it's not technology that's i mean it's technology but it's like that's the hands-on stuff He's like, and he was never really into the more technological side, like CNC or laser, stuff like that. But now that he's got the X tool, he's like, this is super exciting. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about all the stuff I can do now, like, with this laser. Right. He's like, freaking lasers, man. <laughs> it was funny. Lasers. Lasers. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. So, but videos, I think that'll be interesting. And, you know, the um, laser becker was they didn't sponsor the video, but they sent us the machine, which is super cool. And, um, you know, and they had minimum requirements for what they wanted. It was like, yes, we want a video and it's gotta be, it's gotta be a positive video. So like, you know, a positive review video. So like they, I think, I think it was kind of like, uh, if you don't like it, you gotta send it back, (laughs) you know, like don't do a video on it being bad. (laughs) So they're like, we're sending it to you for a positive review video. Um, so this yeah. it'll be like an honest review. It is a really cool machine, and it does it's super easy to use. And, well, yeah, if it, if it didn't work, you'd probably send it back and not. Or if it didn't work well, we'd we'd still do a video, but we'd send it back. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's a piece of trash. It lit something on fire. It didn't <laughs> do anything. Like it exploded. I did do. Uh, there was when I got to the end of the the like um, the test piece of steel and i did like the 100 percent with 100 100 percent depth and uh whatever like it, it like it, it does a warning that's like you know do you have your eye protection on are you ready for me to start the laser say yes and then right after that it was like another warning when i got to that point it was like we recommend that you don't go above 90 percent for most materials like for caught for like you know potential fire starting mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like they're like you know basically saying like you shouldn't be using like more burnable materials at that point, you know, like don't use leather or wood or whatever you're putting it on. Like, you know, I was like, no, I'm doing steel. So I just let it go and it was fine. But it was funny that that one popped up a secondary warning. I was like, whoa, whoa, hundred percent power, hundred percent depth. <laughs> you're getting kind of crazy here, <laughs> but yes. Cool. Yeah. We'll be doing that cool. tomorrow. And yep. Putting that out soon. I don't think we'll have time for the other review video that we're going to do, but right. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, everything everything always takes longer than we thought. Although, like, setting yeah, that up yeah. was nice and quick, and, you know, we got That's done true. that first first day of filming pretty quickly. So I think we'll kind of play with it. And, you know, obviously we don't have to, like, we don't have to 
you know etch all the knives but i think it's like it'll be interesting to show it as like a process too like okay we want to set it up you know unfortunately the uh all the knives that i'm we're etching are not the same size blades so it's not like we can just set up a template you know spot yeah. for it and put it back in the same spot every time and but that yeah, being said so, it's super easy to like set it where it goes and you know so yeah and there's 11 of them and if they each take five ten whatever right you know, exactly just don't have the time to yeah right but like we'll show yeah, the we'll process do, of it, do yeah. a couple or whatever what we can do and then yeah you yeah, can always cool. end with a uh a time lapse or something that'd be kind of cool. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Just yeah, I could shoot that. Yep. Yeah, I did do like I was kind of playing. Like I said, I was playing with that that um that little broken blade, and I kept etching it and then changing the settings and etching again. Playing on my phone, look, reading some stuff up, changing the settings, doing it again, doing it again. And I realized like half or two thirds of the way through me doing that, the amount of time it was taking me to do that, I was like, I should be time lapsing this to just like show that I'm sitting here just like playing and like figuring right. it out. Right. I did so at the time lapse and got like the last two of them. So, did you get some close but, up uh, stuff? Right. Yep. Yeah. So I got like as close as possible with the GoPro, um, on like different spots. You know, some some normal time, some time lapse stuff, and nice. I'll do some more tomorrow before you get here, and it'll be fun. Yeah, it's right. cool. It's a cool machine. It's like I said, it's just it's so easy, which I think is the coolest part. It's just like. Um, very user friendly and very easy to set up and easy to use and um it's a it's a you what you pay for yeah it's a pretty specific purpose like it's got a very specific purpose for that machine for that price but like if you know if you're doing what i'm doing it's it like fits the per the need mm -hmm. perfectly mm -hmm. so you know it's like i'm not if you know if the main purpose for it was to just etch maker's marks or even like just you know that like a few decorative things maybe on some steel things like that it's like it's exactly perfect for that job <laughs> you know like and it makes it super easy and and repeatable and perfect every time and you know it does a great job like i said it's not super versatile it's not like you can etch big giant things or you know because there are different machines that do that that can move around on gantry systems and stuff and etch bigger surfaces but uh but for what it does, it's really cool, and it did come with the the rolling um, roller machine thing that basically you can put in something cylindrical and put it, and it'll roll it and etch as it goes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool for, yet, but. for cups and koozies and stuff. We can yeah. load the one and send them out to podcast guests and whoever, and people win stuff or whatever. What was saying, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like too for for like um, if we get some koozies with, I don't know. I don't, and I'm thinking like if we get a koozie with like a, say it's like a black um, foam interior with like a color exterior, mm. we could etch, um, you know, we could etch on those because it would like burn through the outer layer and be yeah. into the end. I think we cool. should find a way to get bulk. They don't have to be Yetis, but you know, um, vacuum sealed tumblers. Yeah, right. I'm sure you can get them for Amazon. Probably if you buy like 50 of them, you probably get them three bucks a pop or something you know something that, right that's doable and then we just have a bunch yeah and then you know you can put uh put our logo on it that'd be yeah. cool to even like have a guest and we put like their name on it too you know yeah yeah right 
So you like send them one. Each person. Yeah. Like, Thank you. You know, whoever. <laughs> That's a good idea. And just bring them to like place, you know, like something like mm-hmm. maker camp. I could bring them along and sell them for like five bucks, you know, like, and do it where it's like cheap enough that people are just like, oh, that's cool. You know, you can want to buy it, but or give some away. You know? um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to do some stuff at uh, Maker Camp. Yeah, I got get some, away some get away got some Bow Yeti cups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Bow Maker, Bow Maker Yeti cups. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I ordered some new stickers, and I also uh, have been talking a little bit to Austin. Um, he thinks he does have a space now for us to actually have be able to shoot bows. Which is cool. That's Sent me a message. He was like, "Wait, I think I, I might have a space for you guys. It's pretty cool." I told him I was like, "That's awesome. You know, I'll bring some extra targets and stuff, and bring all of my bows, so people can just like shoot the bows that I have. You know, which would be cool." And um, uh, and there's also going to be a flint napping group, like people who are doing oh, flint yeah. napping. Um, so be near them. Yeah, I forget what the uh, there's like a tent specifically, like um, that's like sponsored by something like that that's like a primitive something or or you know flint napping stone something tent it's like i'm assuming we'll probably be there (laughs) and uh yeah did we i guess have we did we podcast i guess we talked to chris two weeks ago and that was after we came back from uh friends on the farm with uh adrian we talked about all that yeah Yeah. so yeah i think we did yeah, but we did, um, you know, we brought the bows along there and had everybody shooting them. That was fun. Shooting to the uh, bow shoot out to, like, brought one of the uh, the soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I think, that was yeah, great. if you, well, yeah, you should, if he does, you should try to make one big target, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Like uh, one of those hay wrapped or something, something like that. Yeah. I don't know how you would do it, but. Yeah, sure I could, could do something, do paint like something a, fun, you know? Yeah, or just take some hay bales up. Right, yeah. Right, and then do Well, I'll talk to him about that and, like, you know, ask him to get a couple, you know, because like, then bales yeah, are then you could just, you know. If you had a bunch of hay bales, then, yes, you could just spray paint a nice target on it. Right. Or even I could bring, like, you know, I could I could do a, a painted canvas thing with, like, our craftsmanship and a bunch of stuff on it, you know, and do a target, which is kind of fun, and then just put that up over the hay bales. So just yeah. aim at that, you know. That would be easy enough. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe I use some of uh, Jimmy's hay from his hay loft at the barn. <laughs> He's got all the hay. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's cool. And I was just thinking about that because, uh, yeah, thinking about going to Adrian, just shooting there and everyone being able to shoot the bows and stuff. And it was really fun to, like, have everybody try them out, you know, and feel what it's like to shoot a long bow. Like, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people – have shot bows in their lives, you know, like when they were kids or whatever, but like there's something super satisfying about it, you know? Yeah. You're going to so, have to figure out cool. a, um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff with that. <laughs> like how, how, how often you do it? Is it every two hours? Cause you're also yeah, right. going to be demonstrating how to make, so you're going to be working on a bow a lot. Right. Yeah. While you're there. And then maybe every other hour, like I, I, I work on the bow for an hour, then we shoot for an hour. Yeah, or it'll be like, you know, in then the I morning, the bow. there'll be like a two-hour session in the morning. The first hour is like a demo, and the second hour is a come shoot. And then there'll be like a two-hour session in the afternoon or something. Yeah. You know, like, that's usually what it's like. For most of the people who do demos and stuff, it's, you know, like 
a few blocks. Like maybe it's like a morning block and midday block and afternoon block, or, you know, just like a morning and afternoon block. And the, you know, they do that so that way people can do the different stuff throughout all the times and you're not having a ton of overlap, overlapping stuff. Although there's obviously a ton of overlap, but you know, they try to spread yeah. it out so well, you can go around and get to stuff. So I'm, I'm at least that's the hope. I'm slightly depressed that I can't come now. So yeah. <laughs> well, you can, up. you can help me wrap it up. You can help me prepare <laughs> for it. I don't want to prepare it's all the preparation <laughs> without the fun at the yeah, actual well, thing. Yeah, there you, go. you had your fun. Now you got to pay for it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, my recommendation for this week is actually another person who's going to be exhibiting at uh, Maker Camp, and that is Stephen DeForest from DeForest Axe and Tool. Oh, cool. Um, nice. He's uh, we had him on uh, the Maker Camp uh, questions last year video. He was he was one of our one of our questionees. Um, but he's doing, uh, he's an ax guy and he actually, I have one of his axes, um, from a, uh, an ax maker swap, secret Santa type swap thing. I've been a part of the last couple of years. And I, so I have an ax that he made and we met him, made him, met, met him at maker camp, which is cool. Um, he said he was super excited to meet us. That was like one of the main things he wanted to do at maker camp, which was awesome and humbling. And, uh, but he's demoing um, how to do leather axe masks with composite welts. So he does a really cool thing where he'll use, you know, different type of material in the welt. And if you're not familiar with, like, um, sheath making, the welt is the piece of leather typically that goes in between your two layers of leather that protects the stitching, the closed stitching side of a sheath from the blade. So the blade slides in and you don't want it to cut through those stitches. So you put a piece of leather in between, you glue it all. So there's like an actual piece there that protects it. So he's done a lot of really cool things with using different type of materials in that welt. So he'll have a leather mask, but the welt will be like stacked G10 or, you know, some type of stabilized wood or something like he uses different materials and different colors and stuff. So he'll be, um, he'll be exhibiting and making a bunch of those. So check him out. He does some really cool work, and uh, he actually just posted he was working on some tomahawk heads that he's going to be bringing along for maybe like for selling stuff as well as uh, demoing. But I'm assuming he may be in the same tent as us. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Any recommendations? Yeah, um, a channel I was watching today called History Dose. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I didn't even know it was a two brothers thing. Um, apparently, Chris and Joe, they team up. One guy's the historian, one guy's the artist. Oh, and, nice. Uh, they, it's really, I was wondering who did the art, because it almost seems, it's really well done, but it's, they've been around for a while, so at first I was like, is this like AI generated like stuff, because it looks really good. Right, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in the most positive way. Like, yeah, like, right. Like, oh, it looks like a computer. It just all is really, like, well done painting or digital paintings. But Right. Um, it's just history, history stuff. Pretty good. Like, um, I watched a couple, like, um, which I'm trying to look for the exact one I saw. Just about, like, the, the Plains, Native Americans, and, like, Zulus versus British, and all these kind of crazy historical things um, right they're definitely oh the terrifying collapse of the plains indians i mean it's definitely leaned towards the native um narrative which is fine like i get it 
Yeah, right. <laughs> there was one he they like snuck in like like they were following a tribe that was fighting um the the uh you know, American military after the Civil War. Right. And at the end he slipped in like, "Well, yeah, they um they did get this land by like decimating this other tribe." Which right. is always <laughs> so then once you hear that in in my opinion, it's like, "Look, if you rape slaughter and torture anyone yeah. in your yeah. in your run of like military conquest whatever comes after that you have coming to you, <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah complain right. a, you can't complain <laughs> about people taking your land after that yeah right <laughs> you know? yeah. and obviously that's not at all the tribes and every tribe was totally different and right but yeah. some were as vicious as anybody else like right yeah but other than that like it's it's just really well done just history stuff with really cool paintings over it like uh, yeah i'm looking at it now it's really cool oh yeah check out yeah. I mean, the um the only two i watched were the the zulus versus the british and then the um the uh, indian uh native right. tri- uh plane collapse of the terrifying collapse of the plains indians yeah yeah they're, yeah no, it's they're, cool they're, they're nice nice yeah speaking of that i just um another free recommendation i just watched uh the uh, what's it called? The Last Kingdom movie that came out. You ever watch any of the Last Kingdom show um, on Netflix? Was it the yeah? So the, it's about the British. Utreb. Yeah, yep. So it's basically like the rise of the Brit of England. <laughs> um, you know, during the time of the Danes, you know, the Vikings and the Irish, and yeah. the when when the whole you know the whole island of Britain was broken into like multiple yeah, kingdoms, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know. Mercia and Wessex and you know all the different right. Umbria and and so there's uh, Uhtred of Bebenberg and it follows his story and so it's five seasons of the show on Netflix but then they came out with like a an hour and a half long movie that's kind of like a wrap up of everything you know so yeah I just watched that today that was really good I really like it nice. and I actually read I like completely happened upon the one of the first books I was like just literally like at the library a couple eight years ago or something like this and and like just looking around at stuff maybe five or six years ago and i was like oh let me go look in the um the fiction aisle just like look for another book i'll just see if like the cover of a book captures my eye and i found the last kingdom which is like the first book in that whole series and it was i guess it was after the the first season of the last kingdom came out because it had you know, like the main character on the t- on the movie, the show or whatever. He was like on the cover of it, and and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool looking. I read the synopsis. I'm like, that sounds sounds really interesting. And I so then I read a bunch of the books, and and they're awesome. And then you know, then watched the Netflix series, which I also really like as well. I thought they did a really good job. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. I also just finished uh, the third season of The Witcher. You watched that yet? So ain't good. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I watched the first season. I wasn't into it. Yeah, no, I really I watched the first season. I watched. <laughs> Watched the first episode and I wasn't into it. <laughs> Daniel, like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, that was good. CG, it was the yeah. CG monster. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of monsters in the, I know, in the you show. Do what you and then they do are, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I, I mean, it's a show about monster yeah. hunters, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but most of it, it's just the following the story of Siri and the Witcher, and you yeah, know, no, the game is great. I started playing the. I started playing the game when you first gave me the Xbox One, yeah. and then I I put it aside and. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and you coughed to death. Yeah, and then I coughed to death. Hold on one second. Um, 
yeah so what was i saying oh yeah sorry we had a little little technical um, difficulty but i was saying how the witcher the game yeah so i started playing again today and uh it's it's fun it's really cool yeah and i just get, get through yeah. the there's like you know the story stuff and the very right. like oh do this do that like once it yeah. opens up man it's it's really good yeah 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 and that i got you know i can kind of get a little taste of that because there's like you know you start out and you're you like have to find um uh yennefer you know you're like trying to find her and it's like okay we'll go talk to these people and then you gotta talk to these people and you gotta like fight a griffin to get some more information Mm -hmm. but all of that in that time there was also all these little side quest things that you can do if you want and so i started Mm -hmm. even like doing a little bit of those i'm like let me try doing this thing and you know do this and so it's so much fun i kind of want to just play it all again (laughs) but it's a little like it's definitely there's a lot of cinematic stuff especially the beginning, you know, where you're in like talking to people. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of so that. Like, and like I said, yeah. it, it opens up to like, yeah. you can kind of take off and do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I'm excited. And like, I was like playing for like three or four hours today. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got to stop. I got to do actual things. <laughs> so then I watched the movie instead. <laughs> I was like, wait, I want to watch this movie too. <laughs> Try to get all of my downtime in summer before I have to go back to work. <laughs> um, before we go, I'm going to throw some ABBA songs at, at everyone. Then I'll, I'll send those in the videos. So you don't have to put these in the things. These are just for your own guilty pleasure listening mm-hmm. people. Okay. All right. Waterloo, which is a song that made them famous. Okay. Does Your Mother Know, which is a good rocker. All right. Uh, then there's Cinquetita. Okay. <laughs> which is really good. And then let me give you a fourth. Let's see. I'm, try- I'm just looking back at the ones I've been playing for Maeve and I. And then SOS mm-hmm. is really good. SOS. There you go. So. Nice. A little, uh, <clears throat> a little two extra, two free recommendations. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully uh, we will try to work out uh, doing the uh, camping history story podcast episode next week, following up our camping trip, which was kind of fun. We did a, it, it was you and Drew and I, Derek wasn't there for most of the trip, but he did make it out for a day and we had some fun with him and Annette who we've been camping with since we were all kids. So we would tell some stories, talk about that. Hopefully we'll get that done by next week. Um, if not, we'll try to, we'll get it in sooner rather than later. Cause that does sound like fun to me. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, make sure that you pay attention to that. If you're interested, head over to the art of craftsmanship, uh, on YouTube and check us out there. We did, uh, just, recently put up uh oh man i put up um a short about making a, a forged spoon and uh that did pretty well on youtube it's got i think like something like over five thousand views or something but on instagram it took off so yeah. it has over over seventy thousand views now and i've gotten almost like a thousand more followers just from that reel so <laughs> so i gotta like keep doing that but um but yeah, it's fun to to do that stuff. And and you know, if you go over to YouTube, you can check out the the Blade Show video we put up and check out some of those shorts. So I'm trying to do a few more little shorts here and there and throw them in, just because like when I'm doing stuff around the shop, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, subscribe over there, comment, let us know what you think. And you can also follow us both on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship and at the Art of Camera Guy. 
And if you want to support us further, and um, there are a bunch of people out there who do, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash the art of craftsmanship, and you can support us there as well financially. And that's super exciting. We just actually cashed out that sum of our payment over there to get a new camera, a new camera for the channel. So oh, yeah. it's very exciting. So now I have two two cameras to do all sorts of fun shots and do different things that we have been kind of doing with one camera all along, but this will make it flow a little bit better. So we're excited to try that stuff out. Yeah. And uh, again, all that stuff uh, from all, all the patrons over the years who have, um, you know, supported us financially, all that money, we try to put that all back into the channel as much as possible. So we like to kind of keep it aside a little bit for when we have some of those bigger things that we need to buy for the channel. So works out well. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Devin, it was a pleasure. Everybody else, we will talk to you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.